following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. We're diving into the abyss on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Editor-in-chief at ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffers. And... The adventure and mystery-loving cat, Kuro. And... The old man who writes editorials, Laser Kid. And so with that, we have a couple of seasoned cave raiders and a couple of newbies. So this should be a fun discussion. So we have, what, two white whistles and two red whistles? Uh-huh. Are we white I whistles? I, think, I don't think we can be considered white whistles. Black whistles, maybe? <laughs> eh, that's fair enough. I, I, I know I've seen so much Made in Abyss that I feel like such a season bet already, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. only what's aired on Toonami. That's Same. it. I am, I am completely new to this, and I don't... I don't know where this is going or what to make of this. <laughs> I'm right alongside you, and it's been really weird to just watch and be like, everyone says the other shoe is going to drop in the show. I've heard that for years. When is the shoe dropping? I'm scared. It is. It's eerie because it feels like every episode you are expecting something major because there's so much hype. And I almost feel like it kind of took away from my individual episodic viewing experience because i was always anticipating something major i kind of wish that there wasn't that big hype you know i wish i'd been able to just watch it naturally and like enjoy it as this plot builds up because i think my experience would be completely different i'm just glad you guys weren't spoiled yeah i don't know what it's gonna be i just know that it's gonna be something yeah yeah but that's that's not as important to me i think as like the viewing experience, like I, I enjoying it. And and I think it, it's such an interesting show. It's got a nice adventure feel to it with like some archaeology, um, so, you know, children, of course, we've seen that with The Promised Neverland. So children always make for interesting plot development because they are themselves something to to have story about. And they're on adventures on their own. And it's not like idyllic, like, aha, we're going into fantasy world. They're clearly going into a dangerous situation. And it's utterly ridiculous because one of the characters is 12 years old. We don't know how old the other one is. Rico is 12. It's and the I'm young thinking, Indiana like, Jones adventures all over again. Yeah, like, does she, is she, is she I think crazy? she's actually 14. Oh, okay. I thought she was <laughs> I mean, I think she's she's nuts. Like she's like, I'm just gonna go into a place that kills a lot of people sometimes, and everything's gonna be fine. And like, I I I don't understand. She's she's kind of problematic, not as a character, but just like in her own personality because she just doesn't seem concerned, and I, she's I very. I think impulsive. she's got this weird fascination that's overriding anything else that would tell her, yo, don't go there. And she's so impulsive. She's super yeah. impulsive. I don't know this is a so <laughs> this is a different show i mean it's a good fit for tsunami because i like that it's it's clearly going to be you know it's it's a it's a thriller and after the promise neverland season one 
<laughs> oh, so you didn't like the second. Okay. The, I the, actually, the good no. one. The good one. No, I no, must correct myself. She is 12. Season two was Oof. rubbish. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hopefully we don't have anything like that for a main abyss. Uh, oh, gosh. I hope not. We're finally getting the second season sometime this year. And I do I know. not do not want a promise never land yeah and uh i'm glad that at least from kuro's background that she's on the podcast for this episode only because uh as she was mentioning off off the podcast about one of her favorite types of shows that she enjoys watching where i do think made in abyss kind of hits that similar type of vibe of discovering the unknown trying to figure out what the mystery is i think it's 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 such a simple and very you know easy to perform story hook and yet it's, it's just it works every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what keeps me interested in One Piece? It's the fact that Luffy goes to a new island, exploring the new world, exploring all these kind of places that people don't normally get to see, as well as the lore that comes along with these new islands and new areas. Same thing can be said for a ton of other anime. Mm-hmm. And Made in Abyss really hones in on that type of ah discovery or, oh, I want to find out more. And, you know, Kuro's wondering, why is this 12-year-old, you know, overriding what clearly is a dangerous place and she should f- care for her safety <laughs> going into this abyss? Well, it's like, it's as if Rico's watching Made in Abyss with us and wants the next episode so she can see what happens when you go further and further. Oh, good it's analogy. Such an like easy <laughs> to, it's, it's a very easy way to, like, entice viewers into watching. And the fact that they kind of make their main characters almost as if they're watching with us only they're experiencing it and it's just really fascinating like it was a monster hit i felt when it was debuting uh simulcast wise you know sketch 17 right uh, i think so yeah it was it was definitely a while ago and sketch was even mentioning on other podcasts where he's even surprised that tsunami even gave this series a look considering how long ago it did debut and it's it's just it kind of shows how not necessarily staying power, but it shows that this type of uh, storytelling is just always a hit. It's always popular. It's oh, or and I wouldn't necessarily say popular. You know, like oh, look at it. It's like Hunter Hunter, Demon Slayer, Black Clover, yada yada. Um, it's 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 just a it's a simple yet elegant way of being able to entice someone to experience a medium of some sort. Because I know for me, I really enjoy trying to find the next answer to a question that pops up from a series. Uh, I just finished uh, reading uh, Domestic Girlfriend, and it was like I had to keep reading to find out how things finished. And that's not necessarily like, oh, I can't wait to see you know them discover you know a new civilization or find out a new species of animals or whatever. But it's more so the sense of when you tell a story, you want to keep people to stick with that story. And so you leave a lot of these kind of like dangling cookie crumbs to be able to allow people to use their own imagination of what might happen. And then either you surprise them with how you, you know, attack the type of questions that might come up or you kind of play it the way that they thought they would, but maybe in a more dramatic way than you were expecting. Um, There is, as you guys are saying, a shoe will drop. Uh, It's not going to be fun. I remember when I saw the quote unquote thing and I had to stop and not look at anything for about a day. I was like, Mm. okay, that is a, that is something. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. It's just one of those types of things where I wasn't 
I wasn't emotionally ready. <laughs> and of course, you guys at least have kind of this buffer of like, oh, crap, something apparently is happening. I never had that buffer. And so it was like uh, it was, you got it blindsided was, by whatever it is. Very. And not to say that it was blindsided like it didn't fit. It very much fits. It's just. Wow, that's uh, that's there. Okay. I can somewhat relate from watching Clonod After Story. I think oh. I think a I think a good comparison, honestly, would be some of the twists and turns for a series like Attack on Titan or Ray Zero. I, I think Alchemist. I yes, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, 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 that's a real good example too. So I th- and I guess and I guess what Made in Abyss also does really well. It kind of disguises it a little bit, right? Like when you're first watching it, it doesn't seem necessarily as you know grim. But all of a sudden, we're now at like the seeker camp in episode seven and listening to like Ozin verbally abuse Rico and Reg. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's that's a thing. So it has done a good job of making it clear that the abyss is well named. It is hell. Yeah. And of course, like they were always hints, right? Like when uh, Rico and Reg are learning about the abyss and each floor having different uh type of curses uh and things that it affects on you and you like you hear him you hear it said but you don't quite like realize it and then all of a sudden is like i said we get to the seeker camp and like rico's like vomiting everywhere uh you saw reg save her from those uh corpse weepers like oh those god cor- those yeah. things i actually tweet yeah. i actually happen to be live tweeting that one i that, those things screwed with my head oh my right? god so it's like it was always there, and then all of a sudden you get like, bam, 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 and then it's like, okay, now we have a lull. And then it's like, bam, 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 and it's just, it, it's like, the series is like very direct in telling us this, but it isn't until you experience it when you actually realize, oh, oh yeah, they really kind of threw this home. And all for the name of, you know, exploring and finding things and stuff like that. Like, I love the backstory of Ozen and Liza too. Like, and just, I guess, White Whistles in general. Just because, like, they survived. They survived that. And especially, like, hearing about all the curses, it's just like, oh, that's mm. incredible. That yeah, is, I mean, the fact that, you know, so. somebody like Ozan can't go up without consequences anymore. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Yeah, so it's it's it hits on those types of things that I think a lot of us can kind of relate to. Like, I know when I was younger, I really enjoyed exploring. You know, I would go on walks into forests and public parks. And thankfully, I never fell into an abyss, you know, quite deep as what Rico and Reg are going through. But <laughs> Thankfully, it, none of us have. <laughs> yes. Indeed. And I really enjoy that type of, like, wonder and discovery of, like, you know, get to see deer, rain to a moose. You saw all these different types of animals and trees and the sun and the leaves. Uh, it was it was good stuff. So, yeah. You you really you really like picked on something because while I I don't entirely um, follow with Rico's self, I mean, her motivation, I think, is more to follow her mother, but also for the exploration. 
I would definitely do the same if I were in her shoes. It's irresistible. It's an abyss. You don't know what it is, why it's there. It's it's an irresistible draw. And the fact that that if she can, she's gonna try. Like I can't say I would I would definitely try and do the same thing, especially if I had an android, you know, as my companion who can potentially protect me. Like, oh, this is just the excuse I needed. All right, then let's go. Let's do this. I mean, you got Mega Man with uh, Robo arms. How could you not want to yeah. go down? Yeah, what the hell is he? I mean, it's it's very clear from the beginning when she's reading the journals where she she has a drawing and I was like, "Oh, that totally looks like Reg." So, you know, like it looks like it looks like him and maybe that was him and he just doesn't remember and I just I felt like, "Okay, so that's kind of obvious to the viewer that it may not be obvious to the characters that he may I'm making this up though, I don't know. But as a viewer, what I thought was maybe at some point he encountered her mother and he just because he doesn't remember everything. And of course, the amnesia aspect gives it an extra story because it's not just exploring the abyss itself. But then you have a character who has its own mystery. So it's like a dual mystery. Well, and Ozzy yeah. says something to the effect of, yes. uh, oh, well, if you have no memory, that makes it easy to destroy you. Like she seems to know more about him than anyone else does. What a cow, by the way. I really she... don't like her. <laughs> She's something. Ozen's a complicated character. But I'm glad Very she's much. there. Don't take it. Me not liking her doesn't mean she's not a good addition. She's just the upset that you need from, from like, the kind of, her ambiguity and slight, like, like what they say, she's irrevocably damaged or whatever. That's just kind of the upset these characters need, especially because they're two children and there's all kind of wholesomeness about them. And then you throw in someone like Ozen, like she's definitely not wholesome at all or or not like attractive as a character. You're not drawn to her the way you would be to innocent children. And so like, I think she's a good character to kind of add some motivation to the plot. Um, and so not liking her is just like a personality thing. It's not like I don't think she's yeah. a good addition. She's the characterization like of reality. She's the characterization of real life where it's not always, you know, sun, sunshine and butterflies. She tells you the hard truth. You may not like it. And then she realizes, well, hey, you now heard it. And now you pass this test. And now you can try to get stronger from what she's done. Yeah, it's I just, don't know what the hell she's done to her body, though. That's pretty fucked up. I'm not sure she did much. I think the abyss did it. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it right yeah there you go yeah yeah not uh not not too sure about that she she calls it the the thousand men uh something they're little that? like stickers like on her arms there's some kind of and they they like give her strength and some kind somehow make her more invulnerable she yeah. seems to care in her the own secret way, even to though she's her vigor. completely horrible to people. She does seem to be, all right, well, if you can't deal with me, you're not going to be able to deal with sound there. I'm keeping you alive. So there's something, there is something uh, to her that's not just completely horrible, which may, does make her more interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, well, <laughs> eventually it's all clear that she was testing them, but oof, she went she's a bit still... far. <laughs> She's still a brick house. That's all I care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong either. You always <laughs> surprise me with your, your waifu, CJ. This one I did not see coming. <laughs> this listen, is totally up my waifu alley, and CJ knows listen, that because we did that I, episode. True. But no, for me with Ozen, I guess I'm attracted to, in a sense, because of her brain more than anything. She knows. Mm -hmm. I want to know. 
and she knows. So the other stuff is also nice too. I mean, she's tall, strong, independent. Like those are wonderful qualities. She may be harsh, but I mean, no, not everyone's perfect, right? So like, it's it's fine. So for me, it's more just smug attitude. <laughs> Chef's kiss. I like the. Uh, no. I like the what sneer is wrong too. with you guys? Uh, I like the sneer. Such a turnoff. Sneer is so good. I, I think I like, like her hair too. The hair's fine. I, I like the sneer due to like how the uh, animation for it is just like it's so very Soul Eater vibes, and I love Halloween mm. stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah, I can see that. But what yeah. I don't like is those close-up shots of her face. It is like oh oh, oh please god. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please stop. stop. <laughs> yeah, so I know you're doing I, uh, this for effect, but stop. I do like the fact, sketch that we have people who haven't necessarily who haven't seen it yet too. Like I am gonna be. I wasn't necessarily ex- like interested in seeing people's reactions to certain moments, but I guess now I'm a little more invested, knowing that some you know staff members are going to be experiencing it for the first time. Uh, I made the mistake of watching that episode with Mixed Company. Uh oh. Yeah. They were kind of like, oh. Oh. So, so that's what you like. No, they didn't go there. I had that conversation with another show. Which so is it's like just whenever fun. mom walks in when you're watching anime and it's like, oh, uh, I swear anime's not like this all the time. I swear. I no, for me it was Konosuba. Oh no. That, oh, oh no. That one has some some funny moments but uh on the bright <laughs> side my family did like it so i mean Kodosuba and then there's hilarious. the succubus episode oh god it wasn't that episode it was actually the ova uh, oh yeah <laughs> oh boy yeah my, but again uh, they liked it so we're, we're, we're gucci <laughs> gucci I I I uh, had a s- experience. With, I mean, obviously, I've, I've talked about the food wars one, which is hilarious in itself. But but I was I watched Fire Force with my sister and my mother walked in while we were doing a mini marathon of some of the episodes. And like it was so funny. She was trying to she was really trying to tune into the lore. Like, who are the Templar looking people? And she's like, are they good? Are they? She's like, she. This is her. She's she's building a fire in the background, and she's just like trying to. I want to be a part of whatever you guys are doing, and it was really really funny because she's just like trying to pick up on the lore, and we're like in the middle of season two, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, it's mom, it's too complicated. Don't make me explain it to you. You're gonna upset. Accept our. You're gonna d- d- disrupt our vibe here, but but yeah, like I think. And then Tomaki shows up. Oh, oh no. Jesus! Yeah, thank God she didn't walk into one of those scenes. <laughs> oh no. I don't know how I would have explained that to my mother. I swear it's not always like this. I swear. Except for this this show is, but it's not always like Just when this character is on screen. God, yeah. Uh, at least you won't have to worry about that type. Well, I mean, I guess we kind of do and kind of don't at the same time. But uh, wow. there's just other reasons why I wouldn't recommend Made in Abyss to people who don't really watch anime. <laughs> there's a couple things. So what you're saying is it's it what... is not a gateway show. Hmm. You it, know what's it, funny? It can, it can be. be. Huh. <laughs> okay. But it, it, uh, I, bless the of... parents of the people who brought their <laughs> bless the parents who brought their children to see the movies in theater. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, oh. that probably was very oh. awkward. I mean, the first one, not so bad. No, it's the second. <laughs> it's the second. And the third. 
Yeah. I think by but, then they probably would have clued in. I mean, yeah. I had people take their kids to see Deadpool 2, and I'm sitting here going, why would you take your kid to see Deadpool? Okay. Oh, come on. Deadpool 2 is a family movie. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe. The thing is, the thing is, Laser, like, it is. it can be a gateway because of the music, the animation, as I was mentioning earlier. The, the oh, it's very, gorgeous. Show. Oh, it is very, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, very easy kind of to understand storyline of there's an abyss we don't know where what's in there we go explore my mother's down there i want to find her who am i i came from there i need to see it's a very simple type of story devices but the way that it's i mean just the corpse corpse weepers alone you know like i think one of my favorites so far has been the inverted forest. I love that yeah. concept so God, It's really good. Much. The scenery is and it's just flawless. Yeah, and quite frankly, it is really one of the most beautiful anime that I've seen in the past few years. I mean, it's 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 stunningly drawn and animated and it has such an intense contrast to the way the characters are modeled. They're they're a lot more simple. There, there's nothing really striking about the way the characters look or feel. And so the contrast between character animation and the background animation is really striking. And that actually makes it more intense and memorable. And and like and then the, the, the rich world building that it contributes to as they delve further into Abyss, it, it really draws out the world. Like the, the, the background animation coupled with the story are, are really building up something good. And usually, like, Laser and I both talked about this. We're, we're drawn in, like, by a lot of character, character-driven drama. And there's a lot of that has been on Toonami. But this one, I feel personally that, you know, there's, there's nothing particularly striking about these characters to me. But everything else about the story is. Everything else, you know. I have I'm a question not... about that, Kuro. Could it be the design? No, it's not the... De- I mean, I think... I think the design is one part of it, but it's also just their their personalities. They're very mm. like meh, you know. There's nothing about their personalities that really stand out to me. But it's not a bad thing, right? I think it's also you've seen so many other animes with characters just like them. Like what sets them apart from yeah, like previous characters that you might have liked? That could be it. I think I think maybe I've just seen a lot of anime with a lot of different like over the top characters, and that could be it. But but I think it doesn't take away from the viewing experience, though. It just forces you to focus more on the story than it mm. does in their particular um, quirks. You know, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not as like like with My Hero Academia, you know, there's there you can you can easily get caught up on different characters and their and their drama and their personalities, you know. But but like this one, I'm just it's just your focus is more singular on the storyline and not as much on Rico and Reg. Yeah. I know for me, I almost stopped after episode three because I necessarily didn't care for the character design. Yeah, uh, I didn't care. Uh, well, I would. That seems really harsh. I wasn't necessarily like emotionally attached to the characters. I was more mm-hmm. attached to their motivations, if that makes yeah. sense. So yep, exactly. I was really, really interested in like Rico looking for her mother, who apparently is like the greatest of all time, White Whistle. I was really interested in the fact that Reg came up from the abyss, not going down into the abyss. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily about them as who they were. It's more or less their motivations of what made us want to follow them. I think that's a very fair point because I was going to say, oh, I love these characters, but you're right. In terms of their personality, I mean, Rico's kind of like, what if Monkey D. Luffy was a little girl and was obsessed with the abyss instead of being the king of the pirates? 
<laughs> and then you have you have the character, um, which is fun. I enjoy her. She's an interesting character, but not to the point where I'm like emotionally attached to her, as you were saying. Um, and Reg, he's Monkey D. Luffy and Mega Man combined in power set, and his personality is kind of like the 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 straight man to uh, Rico going crazy, going ah, oh, do we have to deal with all this? All right. Wait a minute. I thought Reg would be Frankie. Reg oh is, is well. Reg is not uh, nearly super enough to be Frankie, but they are both but cyborgs. They have <laughs> robot arms, they and do. they both say Mecca. They do. That's true. There are he's some got, similarities. He's got a little human penis. They all said so. Yes. And it's really funny that they keep bringing that up. It's <laughs> really weird. That, that, that one, like it just throws me off that it, it's continually been made a point of. It's like, and you have a penis. I'm like, thank you, show. Like, I say it so scientifically. Like, like Rico's yes. like, I examined it. I stuck something up his butt. She's just like, really, like, this is what I did. You know, she's really scientific about the whole thing. And I'm like, I respect her for that. I, I, her character got a boost for me when she was saying all that. And she's like, completely unabashed about her own nudity, too. And so I'm like, okay, I'm with you on that. You Girl know, that's no shame. <laughs> well, she's a kid, you know, and she's got that kind of innocence about her for now. She doesn't even really think of Reg as a person. Right. It's which like is a, a bit hurtful. Yeah, yeah it's a little it's, problematic. It's, it's a little bit like a, a toy or a tool. Because he thinks of himself as a person. Right. He has sentient thoughts. Yeah. And of course, the question is, why does he have that thought? That is, is he actually question. a relic? Is he a cyborg? You know, is he a, maybe a different species of human that just uh, evolved? That's something that that's been a theory of mine that I've been thinking about as I'm watching this. I think as this, as the same as as with the um, you know any android in science fiction and then a more recently in Blade Runner, anytime you create a sentient creature, I think it's natural for it's if it has sentience to think of itself. You know, we use the term human because we don't have a better word for it. But, mm -hmm. but Reg to see himself as something more than the machine, I feel is really natural. And it may be because I have such a strong um, upbringing within the science fiction uh, genre that I'm really attached to this idea that more human than human, as I've said with, with Blade Runner, you know, when that aired, like how the, the, how the, the replicants have that going for them as well that that I and it, it kind of I kind of feel for it he doesn't seem as bothered like he's not upset he's he's it bothers him because he sees himself as a person but he doesn't seem upset that he's you know relegated to this non-human role I think which I think is interesting that that's not huge in the forefront of his mind but I think it's really important that that's how he views himself and I think that's important to how his character will develop and react as the story progresses I think it's important for the overall show. Yeah. Honestly. Well, let me uh, let me make you a interesting comparison. Who's more human, him or Ozen? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Who's good. Who's got good... more of a soul? Yeah. And I don't have well, the answer. That, that's a bit unfair. I would definitely stick with just the, the human part of it. <laughs> the soul, I I feel like, is a bit too vague because anything yeah, can fair. have soul. That's fair. Mm. Like I know. Uh, my Xbox, God bless its soul, still has it. Still kick into this day, oh, and yeah. I mean, you know, my, my 360 not, is not still like up the, and running. Yeah, not 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 like 361, all that stuff. I mean, the original. It's oh, still I mean, worked. you want to talk about that? My NES is still up and running. <laughs> exactly, and that I would say that has a soul. 
eh, fair enough. <laughs> and, and soon my Nintendo will start talking to me. I'll suddenly hear the, uh, the, the flap open up and be like, what's going on? Hello. What the? <laughs> That's a relic you'd find in the abyss. Yeah, so. Talking Nintendo. Uh, yep. You heard it, you heard it first? Excuse me. Do you have any great coupon? These, these relics are like um, explained a little haphazardly. That's that's got my curiosity peaked. Like I, when and they I think, say relics. I think that's the point of Made in Abyss sketch, don't you? Because I feel like they just kind of throw a ton of shit at you and you're just like, well, I want to know more. I guess yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to watch the next episode to find out. It's like there's a lot, just, a lot of lore. Yeah. I and one thing stu- that I didn't really notice when I initially uh initially launched the series or i didn't really think about is you might look at first glance and think oh this is like this is society there's nothing else in society Mm -hmm. but no there is a big old world out there but it's apparently been combed over so many times that the abyss is the only remaining mystery of the world Mm -hmm. and that's why people come to the abyss from far and wide Yes, there are other countries that send people to go into the abyss besides all these people living in Orth that, you know, their whole livelihood is finding relics in the abyss. And Ozen basically points out that the relics in the abyss would be worth nothing if the abyss wasn't so difficult to go into and come back from. So I don't think there's necessarily anything special about the relics themselves, more so that they're from the abyss. Yeah, it's like any archaeology. It, its value is is in its its rarity and its mystery, not in its ex, its just its existence. And I think that I I think that's really important here because then you know that that's what's driving all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With with each relic you find, you understand the abyss more. They have some understanding of it, and that was clearly not always the case. So the more they get, the more they learn, the more they understand. It's it's valuable for knowledge, if nothing else. Yes, and the yes. fact that they're not explaining the stuff is what gets another, like, it's how it sinks in yet another tooth into you when yeah. you want to know more of it. Just like finding out about, you know, Rico's family history. Reg's just history in general. The relics, the lore. There's uh, a lot of mystery More here. about the abyss. Yeah, and it's just, it keeps grabbing at you. Really, and I, I think uh, story-wise, like, fantastically, too. I Because uh, there's going to be some more stuff that's thrown at you. You're going to be like, yeah. what the heck? Where does this come from? I wasn't entirely clear what level of technological development the, the, the society that's based around it is at. And I don't know how important that is. It was just It's just something that I think about, like, it's part of world building in general, you know, you establish what element of industrialization a society is at, like what level of technology development. And I wasn't quite clear, you know, where they were at from the peaks that we got. Of well, they have electricity. Yeah. And they were charging a bit like how much how much are these machines integrated in daily life? Like they I mean, I, I get why they didn't want to spend a lot of time on world building because they wanted to get right into it. But but it was just just a curiosity because then it makes you these are the kind of things that that help you understand. All right. So how 
how important would the existence of an android be in a society like this? How how crucial, without knowing that he came from the abyss, like his actual existence as a sentient creature, what impact does that have? I didn't quite get a good sense of that. You know, they kept him a secret, obviously, which which makes total sense um, in a lot of different ways. And then, you know, they, they escaped with him because they were worried about that. But But other than that, like... You know, they don't seem too concerned about his robotic arm. The the one guy at the beginning when he goes like when Reg goes kind of like undercover as a normal orphan, they don't seem that surprised when he's like, I got a robotic arm and I was just like, Okay. Like a prosthetic, yeah. I mean they yeah. have it's the just ability some to foreign just say, technology. They Listen, they, they recognize you... him as a robot, so that at least as a concept that exists in their world. I guess. Considering Considering what they did to misbehaving cave raiders, I shun to think what they would do to Reg if they found out he was a quote-unquote relic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's for his protection. <laughs> well, CJ, I think you and I both know what would have happened. Yeah, but I was trying to, you know, play nice. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, and she they went down there, and she could have sent them back. She could have kept Reg and captured him and sent him up, but she, she hasn't. Well, at least hasn't so far. She's just like, all right, let's test you guys. If you want to keep going, let's see what you're made of. Like... So, you know, for someone who spent their life sending relics up, this would be, I would think, okay, this would be something she would want, but she doesn't seem to have any motivation to do that. I don't well, really you know mean what Ozen? her motivation is. Yeah, Kuro, there's think actually Ozen's about motivation it. comes down to her relationship with Rico's mother. Yeah, Rico's there's mother. that too, but also you have to listen to how, or the stuff that she would mention to Rico, how... Oh, it was such a bother bringing up that relic up, you know, what kept Rico alive and whatnot. I actually don't think that her motivation is to bring relics to the surface. I think she wants to keep them where they are so she can learn in their natural habitat. That would make sense. She does seem like the kind of person that would do that. Interesting. That and she also mentioned so far. And she does mention to Rig that it's not that these things aren't seen or documented, it's that they should not exist and therefore we do want we don't want anybody to know about them what else does she know of that she's not talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's liza's baby daddy Is oh that- we actually do find out we do find out yeah okay because rico doesn't seem to care so it's like who's the baby daddy well, why he wasn't a white whistle who cares <laughs> yeah he was just Fair a black enough. whistle I am not totally into the whole whistle thing. I think it's a little cheesy. Oh, that's the Boy Scouts. I, I mean, you should have something to differentiate your levels of cave raiders. Because yes, but whistles is really whistles. Like they could have had armbands. Armbands would have been cool. But mm, I'm kind of okay with not having more armbands. Just yeah, throwing that not, one out. Maybe, there. maybe headbands, maybe badges. No, 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 not armbands. Uh, colored uh, armbands. I, I think would be, the whistle yeah. serves multiple purposes. So okay, I actually have no idea what you think that uh, that is. I just honestly thought of them as decoration more than. Well, anything. you can also call for help if there's anyone else in the area. Yeah, I mean, loud whistle is very in the first distinctive. episode. True. I just I don't I don't know. I, I do I agree with Curl that they were rather silly and I just looked at them as decoration more than anything. Yeah. yeah. You can They're have emblematic overly um, designed level giving items. I think there's a pl- plethora of 
of emblems you can have that that denote level. Truthfully, but the, the author just, probably just thought, I like whistles. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt like whistle, really? Whistle? Okay, all right, let's go with it. It's not my choice. But when you find out about white whistles, you might have a better understanding of why it's whistles. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. Is there a green whistle or is it just red, blue, black, white? Purple. Uh, there's purple. purple. Yeah. Oh. Or they're called moon whistles. So the be, I believe it was instructors. What is the order? I think it's red, purple, red, blue. Oh, blue purple. and then purple. Okay. I think blue and purple are kind of at the same level. And then black. They're expert cave raiders. Blue are just proficient cave raiders. Purple moon is uh, assistants and instructors. So like Habo and Jiro, and uh, black is expert that are below white whistle level and then the white whistles are top of the top best of the best legendary cave raiders they're your indiana jones and any information that comes up from the abyss that's given from somebody who isn't a white whistle is considered nothing more than a rumor but if it comes from a white whistle and i'm not sure how they can absolutely verify this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> other than trusting, uh, then it is considered one of the voices of the abyss. And those voices, even after death, guide people to uh, what what they should do. I guess the, the, the uh, title refers to Rico herself, Made in Abyss, because it seems mm-hmm. like she was the one Ooh. who made oh, yeah. it. Here I thought it was talking about Maruk, because they're a maid in the abyss. Perhaps okay. it could refer to both of our main Sketch. characters. They both Sketch. come from Carl just like hit you with like a wonderful, wonderful thing, and then you just <laughs> had to go there. I did, but I actually never <sighs> thought about that before. Yeah, Rico is made in the abyss. Interesting. As is the other main character, possibly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, possibly. That's a possibility for sure. Oh like, man, Carl Imagine... stumbled onto like something really good here <laughs> imagine living your whole life and then finding out that you died when you were born but some magical thing brought you back to life now that yeah. that one really according for to ozen and i don't think she's entirely reliable because babies can be born kind like stillborn but like you know come back like like you know people well. who have go into cardiac arrest can be brought back so true i i, I the the idea that she's like quote unquote living on borrowed time because of this machine. I'm not sure I'm quite buying that. It could have been she just needed like the more or less defibrillator and and that's what she got from this. I don't thing. think if she necessarily said she's living on borrowed time so much as just saying like you were meat, you'll return to being meat eventually. So so was everybody else. Ashes yeah. to ashes, motherfuckers. <laughs> but she's uh just being real real mean about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's actually, I mean you look at it this way language she i mean and she might also be you know putting on a facade here but she's like i you know i hate your i hate your guts <laughs> you you ruin things for me that yeah, that what that's it. a line that sticks out to me because i'm not entirely sure what she means because when she refers to somebody by the kid uh she at least has referred to jiro as that way but i'm pretty sure she has also referred to liza in that way i think it's so, jealousy yeah, I think she's probably jealous, yes. Uh, but there is that one line, because she said, well, if I 
if I had just let you die, then, you know, things could have been different. The kid would have come with me. I'm like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Who are you referring to? Oh, Ozen. Anything. You're just full of... Like, what... I mean, who knows? There could be another kid down there. I mean, obviously, she keeps the company of children. She's, she's got Baruch around, so... Yeah. I have and, a lot of questions about that. Uh, well, I just, like... How do I word this? And I'm not trying to, like, be super delicate, but I don't want to be, like, super crash with it, or crass with it either. It's just, like... I, I don't... <laughs> Why does anyone think this is okay with kids? Yeah, why is she keeping? Why does she keep company with such young people? Not Ozen. I just. Question. I also mean the orphanage too. Uh and well. The things that kind of went on there is like. Uh, oh okay, what? yeah. The th the things that went on at the orphanage are very questionable. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. Uh, I watched too many like. <laughs> moody british mysteries where orphanages are suspicious for me to trust that so it's probably the best thing when i think about it for her to run away <laughs> well yeah it's just like i don't necessarily see how that's good i don't know like I, you're basically born into a life of servitude in that city yeah that city's I, definitely got some screwed up uh and i guess it was just hierarchy stuff really yeah. disappointing that ozen continues that even in the abyss and it's just like really you're already there like trying to survive like do you really got to add that to oh no well uh, i mean i don't i don't think she's taking advantage of maruk that's not what i mean though the fact that that's even going on, especially in the abyss, where it's like mm -hmm. things could kill them at any moment. Well, she also lets Maruk stay there because they really can't come back up to the surface. And she's unhinged. Yeah. There's that detached. There's that reality. <laughs> yes, yes. All very true. It's just... Kind of like where Laser was saying, like, is this a gateway anime? And I'm like, kind of. And then you hit to, like, the parts where you're like, you know what? Maybe it isn't, you know? And maybe it's, it's a gateway. definitely not a gateway manga. Oh, my. No. No, it is not. Well, as a story, let's yes. say it was an anime. As a story, the plot builds pretty steadily. So far, it's been a steady incline towards yep. climax. And, and I think that you know, alone, I would, I, I might, without, now as I'm watching it, I, I think like, okay, this might be something I would bring someone else on board, certain people who, who, who might be interested in these kind of stories, I'd bring them on board, like, let's watch I this really together. hope you like the person. <laughs> I'm just, I want to at least say that right now. I really hope that you like the person. I, I watch things with some crazy plot twists so you know you never sometimes you don't know where something is going when it's True. a moment when you're watching it of course like like i don't like me and laser don't know where this is going so for us which is good like, okay as of this stage would i bring anybody on board to watch it? oh at this point i totally would S certain people yeah i i'm almost tempted to bring my sister on board with this just to see what'll oh, happen because she's way more know. sensitive than me and i feel like she might if you like, do if react. you do i need to know the reaction to yep. to the certain part 
God, yeah, yeah. She she's an intense. She's really intense. Like she likes she likes like fruits basket. Okay. <gasps> I love fruits basket. Yeah, Wait a minute. Happy, That's good. She likes happy anime with like no serious emotional depth. She uh, wants like everybody to wait love. a minute. Fruits, wait fruits a minute. basket is not that. <laughs> At least not the new anime. She sure. I think her favorite <laughs> anime is like Nozuki Kun. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that is definitely that, and I love. Yeah, that. that's that's uh, that's a fun slice of. That life. is not yeah. someone so I would recommend Maiden this for even already, just because. No, but there's a part of me, the naughty part of me, you know, the evil girl. <laughs> Setting that's it up. Like, yes. I need to yes. rip the bandaid off. Oh, just rip it off. <laughs> but but I'm experiencing with you guys, so I think like. I'll just message Laser and be like, what the fuck just happened? By all I don't means, think it's going to be like do, that. Because I will sketch. I literally, I can already predict that it's just going to be expletive after expletive after expletive with them. I was oh, yeah. The Ozen it fight. Well, could be. Oh, well, yeah. The Ozen fight, fight is the I first real the taste fight. of I loved it. I thought it was so good. Like, it's compelling. You have feelings. And it was really well animated, too. Like, oh, it was unexpected. Uh, you're yeah. like, one moment you're doing one thing and then all of a sudden I remember I was like the fuck the fuck the fuck like I was like I didn't know what was happening it was just she suddenly got mean and she's saying all these things and from, I'm going like, to show you the truth too I'm going to kill you all <laughs> I'm it, was like, really, oh. it was unexpected it was unexpected and so that that had me like kind of like the fuck is going on here so I, yeah. I expect I will have lots of expletives as well during this segment and then i'll message you guys like what did i just watch <laughs> yeah i'm curious and sketch i feel like you are too how much you think we will see hmm. right uh, like fcc stuff right oh. how far do you think they could go with uh smp I'm curious. Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, I think uh, violence-wise, it's going to be fine. And thus far, uh, other things-wise, uh, it's pretty much unscathed, for better or worse. Yeah, I just like think, because, like, obviously, I actually, it's funny enough, I had to brush up on some FCC stuff, because uh, something at my station is changing. And I was like, wait, what? And then I was looking over, and I was like, oh, shit, that changed. So I'm, They have it's like, changed things. Yeah, it just kind of came to me where I'm just like, hmm, I wonder how much, like, and I'm worried about that because these moments have been, like, as Kuro and Blazer have been saying, yo, yo, they're hyping this up. What is freaking going to happen? You know, like, is, like, this or that? And, and it's can, a, uh, If you rate it right now, you can show breasts and you can show, um, and you can say the F word yes. on cable television. And yes. I, I, you know how I found this out? I, I was watching because because on streaming it doesn't really matter you pick the show but I was watching a, a sci-fi show and then they just dropped the f bomb and I was like wait what what I was like I'm yeah they can do that cable. on sci-fi channel mm -hmm. it's here now it's yeah, not bleeped yeah. out it's not bleeped out and and it was like okay and then I went and looked this up out of curiosity you can't do it on Adult Swim though yeah nope. on certain program if you have to you have to obviously have it rated and you have certain air times but they allow like. Like, they even allow breasts, which is like, okay, you know. Wait, they can see mine? Wait a minute. I didn't agree <laughs> to that, FCC. <laughs> Listen here. Oh, dear. I'm going to have a talking with you guys later. But, yeah, uh, no, I, I had to look up some stuff because uh, something at uh, my station was changing. And I was kind of like, whoa. 
So I was, and so it just kind of came to me. It was like, I wonder how much people are actually going to be allowed to see. Well, uh, correct me episode. if I'm wrong, CJ, seeing as you are in the television industry, but uh, doesn't cable not get monitored by the FCC? Technically, no, they don't. Um, yeah. So what and happens in is... this case, uh, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network's own standards and practices are the ones that are saying you can do this, you can't do that. And uh, I feel like thus far they're like, just slap a TVMA on it. You're good. <laughs> Maybe. So like the ruling uh, that I was at least l last familiar with, because I didn't look this up because I don't think this part has changed. They don't actually like check. Like They're not like, you know, these old, uh, you know, grandparents that are just like, oh, we got to make sure little Timmy and Jimmy are you know, not watching the, the booba. But what happens is, is if people complain. So like if parents mm -hmm. all of a sudden like wrote to the FCC, like, Mm -hmm. what the frick are you guys and like we get it all the time uh due to like certain stories that uh is on the news for like six o'clock and so it's more so that people are writing into the fcc it's like what the heck's going on so the fcc goes back they look at it and then they're like okay yeah you, you got it. come on you can't do that <laughs> so and they don't necessarily do it like that they'll be like they'll they'll be fine so they'll be you know ahead to be had or whatever kind of thing along those lines um, it depends on how se severe and how many people saw it so like if you got maybe like two emails of like oh they showed booba what the heck then it's like you'd just be like a small little thing but if it was like you know what happened at the super bowl with janet jackson <laughs> lots of booba well no the same well, amount of booba just more people booba, saw the a lot booba. of people saw it yeah <laughs> so that's that's yeah, it's it not about how what's shown; it's about who sees it. Exactly, it's and about how many complaints you get. Exactly, so that's kind of the thing. So that's why, but I'm also wondering because I know, uh, like some places might be like, you know what, we're gonna just completely take that out of our out of their hands. We're not gonna have anything like that. Um, and and to be fair, like Sketch does make a good point considering like when we finally got the Hot Springs episode in Outlaw Star, mm -hmm. where you literally see everything but nipple. Yeah, I was going to say. And then Harley Quinn, they bleeped out the F word. Yes. So they were at least m making a uh, an attempt to really yeah. make sure that that they, wouldn't they be have a They have a clear line that they don't want to pass completely, which is fine. That's their prerogative. And and I, I don't I don't see yeah. how that would change. But I would I don't imagine that they would invite something if, if made an abyss goes as as dark as as you're inferring. They wouldn't invite that if they weren't prepared to follow it through. Yeah, I feel like I might be misleading you a little bit. I, would I say, do wonder if they're aware of some of the content of the third movie. Well, thankfully, they, we won't have to worry about that part. But my nah, thing is, I meant the movie itself, not the, the subject matter. Yes, the movie, I'm, not so much. Because well, I don't think they're going to show the film. I don't know. I mean, Jason did say there was the likelihood that some... Uh, movies from series would air on Toonami. I really I hope like they do that because it, it drives me nuts if you start a story and you don't finish it. So if right, but part of the story, these are, show it. These are retellings of the season. It's not. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about the last movie, which is new content. Yes. Okay. That one is new. I, I'm more. And there are things the that happen two. in that, that oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I just I, I don't want to necessarily I feel like well, okay. 
for at least what we're at with the series curl when i say dark it's more of the psychological dark i will put yeah. it that way there are, yes is there something graphic it's violent sure. brutal but, but it's not something it's that mostly you psychological how much wine should i be drinking when i have this let's <laughs> let's talk about the Kuro wine scale is this a one to two <laughs> glass thing or is this like a zero or is this like a four glass episode i like, would say after you see scale? the episode it's about a 10 glass okay okay so it's high on the Kuro wine glass scale <laughs> i think so like curl i stopped and had to like just give myself a day I, I, well, I was watching a race and I was like steadily, you know, I'm having, I'm having a glass of wine and I was crying while I was watching it. So I was like, I need to Listen, put it down. A race, crying. a race should not have been as good as it was. It was so good. It was oh so my God. I cried so much. I cried and so much. For the record, the reason I brought up a, for, for people who don't have context, it's something that, that CJ recommended to me specifically on another podcast. We, so we were talking When we were talking about lore and mythology. It's and a good suspense thriller. Oh, and he so said, "You'll." He's like, "You love mystery. You're gonna love a race." And I was like, "All right." And I was, I was just getting over surgery, and I was like, I watched it like, and I couldn't stop it. And I texted him, and I was like, "This is so intense. Oh my god!" I cried so much. <laughs> I, I also, cried. I also cried during Bait of the Piss. <laughs> it's a. Uh, if you don't cry by the end of the season, I was gonna say it was oh, the ending. Cry. It was the ending that really kind of did it. I, I well, cried during I'm gonna Naruto be crying shipping, while talking okay? from what you're saying because I cry at everything. Yeah, it's it's. You, I think you might think, not be mo emotionally invested in these characters yet, but you'll get emotionally invested in some characters eventually. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Dear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. So then I probably will cry because I cried when yeah. Asuma oh, died in Naruto Shippuden. I cry when people die. I can. You. That is on the the book it market bring back the tape when it happens like sketch i want you to find this for the following episode that does about made an abyss and be like <laughs> just replay it you know replay because like i'm probably gonna cry i'm gonna cry and then you have me just be like book it yep it's happening it's happening and <laughs> like well we hate it when he's right but god damn it he's right again no i'm i'm excited though like i i like twisty turny storylines i just i don't want it like, as long as they don't go into the, oh, that's too fucked up for me realm. But I don't think it would be shown on Adult Swim if it hit that that part for me. So, personally, I'm, I'm hoping. Probably not. But there yeah. was a time when people theorized that they wouldn't air this show for reasons. Yep. And thus far, those reasons have aired without issue. So, <laughs> oh, we're going to get it. Sketch, we're going to get it. <laughs> it's following a really traditional climactic build which is really funny because we um with a lot of animes we've seen recently they haven't done that they've either given they could tell you up front like the promised neverland which is which is just one way of doing things not a bad way it, it worked really well for season one up front you hit slam right away with a huge reveal their demons are eating the children and they're in farms and you're like whoa what the fuck what the fuck and and then it, and then the tension builds up from there um, or like Attack on Titan where you get like like spurts of story and then and then it's steady and then a big reveal and then it's and steady. And then you want to this smack one, Aaron Yeager in the face. Yeah, but this one's like 
This it was so good till it hit season four. She's so right. Uh, she is right. Season four is where I've started to lose interest. Yeah. Right, no, but Kuro's absolutely right. Like, Made in Abyss is such a great parallel for series like The Promised Neverland for a season, as well as Attack on Titan, like, the first three seasons. Because, right, you, you're, like, thrusted into this world, and there's, like, little cookie crumbs all around, and you're like, the I want to know about this. I want to know this. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not, it's a good thing. I think it's the only way this story could work, though, because yeah. other, I think this is this is how this this has to be. And it, it's it's something I haven't seen quite like it on Toonami for for a few years. Like we haven't had really traditional storytelling like this. So I think it'll I think for everybody, however, this develops, it'll be really exciting. Oh, I'm excited now, Sketch. I want to know their reactions. I'm Can we like fast wait. Can we fast forward to the finale? <laughs> and I don't like there's things before it too, but I want to just get it to where we're all done. Mm, boy, oh, I, I'm, I'm actually for the for the first time in a while, I'm committed firmly to not looking ahead and watching it to doing one pressed. episode at a time. I'm in the same way. Like I have access to it because I have high dive, but I mean I've yeah. had access to it for a while, and uh-huh. I'm just watching them weekly because it's more interesting that way, to be honest. <laughs> and it we, works. Couldn't have been me. I definitely had to see every episode as soon as I could when it was simulcasting. Let if me tell you, was, anime if I saw this strike, and it me and Sketch are brethrens. If it wasn't airing on Toonami, I totally would just be binging the whole thing. But since it is, and I have fun, I'm getting fun watching it week by week. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'd be remiss in not mentioning what a banger OP. Oh, oh it's so God, good. It's yeah, yeah, it's really good. I it's like not the, the best song in the whole show by any means, but no, but no. it's really mood setting and the way it's integrated, like partially through. It's not like stop, hype OP, start again. It's like it eases you into the OP song and then eases you back into the story. And it was like, it's like, okay, I kind of feel this. I'm a, I'm a sucker for pianos. Yeah. I love pianos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love it, but it is so good. Oh, it's... the start of the no game, no life opening. Yes. Ooh, so good. Oh, bring me season two and get that on Toonami. <laughs> Fuck it. Yes. That has problems galore, but God damn it, <laughs> we need it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's another but one. But he got rid seen. of the naughty bits. It's okay. <laughs> they have their in games, their in series sensors for Adult Swim. I forgot about that. I'm watching that as soon as I get off this podcast. Fuck oh, it. no. I think it might be too incesty for even Adult Swim. <laughs> even though it's not, it is. I was about to say, it. it is. Yeah. Listen, I just happen to really, really enjoy Brainiac characters. And sadly, Shiro and Sora are that. Not to mention, I love Steph. I want to hug her. I want to help her keep her clothes on, the poor woman. It's Tamaki. Fuck. It's the curse of Tamaki. It strikes again. Oh, yeah. Jabril is best girl. That's just facts. You guys are making me want to actually watch the show now. It's good. good. Watch it on High Dive. I do have it. And guess what? Londi... The voice actor for Lon D, Scott Gibbs, is the main character, Shiro. A very well, different performance, right. I must say. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. No kidding. So, but yeah, I'm honestly really excited to hear how first-time watchers are going to enjoy Made in Biss. Because, like, it, I think people are, you know, and I'm sure, you know, seeing the cast uh, tweet about it, as well as, you know, all different types of fan sites tweeting about it, I, I think has helped with just keeping people more enthusiastic about it 
because it is a slower burn. Thankfully, it's only 13 episodes, so the burn does, you know, get there. But uh, I, I'm very much excited uh, hearing, you know, your guys' first experience with it. Because, like, like Sketch and I, and, like, Curl mentioned, like, wait, didn't this first come out in, like, 2017? It's like, oh, God, has it really been that long ago? And, like, I've seen it three or four times now. <laughs> yeah. You're such an anime nerd, CJ. <laughs> Not as much anymore, but... It's crazy uh, to think that was five years ago. I know. Wow, that's time go. five years? Jeez. Yeah. I like... I like good actually that's not true i watch handshakers so like i just (laughs) i like you didn't like it don't pretend like you did you didn't but i also i like shit and i like really good there's like very very big spectrum of bell curves where you have really fantastic to like mediocre to then just absolute shit and i just fall in the two opposite spectrums of it where i just enjoy really like the car crash effect is anyone else having trouble not hearing Toru in the voice of one of the character, one of the kids? That's all I hear. <laughs> I never thought of it. I it's, never thought of that or heard it. Cannot stop hearing her her character, and I can't remember the kid's name at the begin, like the, the first few episodes with the the kid with the glasses. The oh, right, right, right. The one that was explaining all of the abyss floors. Yeah, Toru from Dragon Maid. Like, that's all I hear. It's like, okay. Oh, that's... But that isn't Sarah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. That isn't Sarah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's... Uh, ter- t- uh, not Terry Toru, Goat. sorry. Not Toru, the other one. Um, the, 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 the... Kobayashi? Kobayashi, yeah, Miss Kobayashi. Why did I say? Still not the I same actress, but Kobayashi. that's but that's still that's interesting. Similar. They are similar. I never thought of that, but that's I a, can't make the comparison because I have not seen Kobayashi. What you should oh. be hearing is Young Frankie. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that now that you say that. <laughs> Which is good. Which mm-hmm. is really really good. So um, what we're saying is that the abyss is super. And Ray totally doesn't sound like Nami. At no, all. not at all. <laughs> that one I totally. And thankfully, noticed. he also doesn't sound like that kid on Shin Mu. <laughs> hey, Rico, I don't think that's a good idea. Wait a minute, <laughs> Mister. They stole my soccer ball. Rico, stop touching my penis. Oh no! Stop it! Stop! <laughs> There's no need for this. <laughs> there is no need, and yet it will occur anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes. It it will. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a very good, very good Sentai dub. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Bar, barring uh, maybe a, a handful, not even a handful. We're just, just yeah, we've particular. talked about it. We've talked about. It. I'm not gonna say it. We're not gonna say it. Let's be nice. <laughs> just. Yeah. I did <laughs> notice a particular character's voice was interesting. It was an interesting choice. I, I, yes. was, uh, I think they they did get better though. Like they, they're a little rough early on, but they they get better when when they're when they're delivering important lines. It's actually just more than fine. So that's that's good. I think that's fair. If but then, of course, you have some is. very very seasoned talent in this. You got Kristen Otten as Ozen, who's oh so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, you got, um, uh, well, we got Lucy Christian as Rig. You've got, 
Ah, gosh, what is what is his name? Hohenheim on Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> John, John Swayze? John Swayze, yeah. John Swayze is, is Habo. Oh, okay. I was like, who's he trying to say? Wait a minute. <laughs> I was I was getting myself stuck because I know who the voice of that is in the original Full Metal Alchemist. I'm pretty sure that's not who you meant. No, no, no. I should have said Gendo Ikari. <laughs> oh, <laughs> playing a character who's quite the opposite of Gendo Ikari. Indeed. You want you know um. Oh, never mind. Keep going. Yeah. So. You got you got some very seasoned talent mixed in with some newer voices, and uh, this was one of uh, Brittany Lotta's earlier like major roles. Of course, she's been lots of characters ever since, but still, I, mean, I think fan, even before performance. Too. Yes, yes. I mean, she was like running a dubbing studio even before this show, mm-hmm. but. As far as like uh, stuff done for other studios, this this was this was a big role for her, and of course she clearly loves revisiting it and loves tweeting about it. So I hope we get to talk to her someday. That and uh, Doctor Stone. Yes, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to her with Doctor Stone. I wanted to talk to her and Matt Shipman, her yeah. husband. I wanted I wanted to talk to both of them because he's Chrome. Chrome yeah. is best boy. Excellent, excellent series. Oh, yeah. I've written so about sketch. Dr. Stone so much. Of course I love it. So, Sketch, do you want to read some talkbacks? Sure. We got a couple. We got a couple. My bad for not sending out a tweet sooner. You can thank Kuro for the fact that there even was a tweet, because I just <laughs> did just not even think about it. <laughs> and I'm sure there have been many tweets that other people have made over the past uh, seven weeks. Uh, here's the thing, though. I'm not going to look up hashtag Made in Abyss because that's got to be riddled with manga spoilers. So I ain't, I ain't doing that. Sorry. We'll uh, certainly give people more opportunities to share their thoughts on Made in Abyss. And in fact, if you missed out on this opportunity, by all means, uh, keep Keep doing hashtag Tsunami Talkback. Send us emails at, at po- uh, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. So, yeah, this is can, one where we really want to hear talkbacks. Really, really, really. Tell us what you not, not too much right now. No, I mean, like, coming, in, the forthcoming soon. weeks. Oh, boy. The, as, the, as the series progresses, I think I want to hear what people are thinking about each episode. Mm-hmm. coming up so so uh yeah please tsunami talk back we do have someone who reads those and then we read those and mm-hmm. then we can read them here <laughs> so first up we have uh pikmin 442 that said i think made in abyss is a charming show i'm always curious about what else lies deep in the abyss nice oh that's gonna change very quickly <laughs> That, oh, it will it will always be charming, but it will soon be much, much more than that. Listen, it lost its charm as soon as I saw the corpse weepers. I'm sorry. Those things terrify. That's a fair me. point. No, I think I charming, that's probably how I would describe it without any having any idea of what happens next. I would you use the same term. Charming but. might not be the right word. Maybe enchanting. Enchanting, perhaps even alluring. Ooh, alluring. Intriguing. Like the abyss. Intriguing. 
true. You know, so what intriguing. you're telling me is we, we need stare into the abyss. Here. We love our adjectives here. Yes, it <laughs> stares right back. Nice. nice. Well done, Sketch. Thanks, Laser. Thanks for spoiling my, my next episode intro. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm horrible. I've been waiting the whole episode to make that joke, too. Ah, I almost barely. used I almost used it for for this intro, but uh, I digress. So, uh, <laughs> uh, SC Universe wrote in. It's a very wholesome show where nothing can go wrong. Totally, with smiley faces. Does he know? He must he, know. He, no, he, he knows. He, oh, he knows. He, he knows. definitely knows. He's like. He's been tweeting, he's like, oh, I can't wait till they get to this episode. <laughs> and we're, what, two weeks away? Three? I don't I Actually, yeah. what episode are we on? Uh, seven. We, just we just watched seven. episode seven. seven. So eight okay. is the episode where they do the wilderness survival training because Ozen studies from the same book as Master on Fullmetal Alchemist and Piccolo, circa Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so we're going to learn to dodge. Piccolo's best dad. <laughs> Just, you know, put the children in the wilderness for however many days and see if they survive. That's the first step to training. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Well, we are getting, we are getting close. It's okay. They I always the Spartans keep... used to do it to their children. You know, what I, might, you know what I might do, Sketch? I might actually rewatch the series so I can pinpoint which episode it is. Because I definitely think there should be a warning. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the first real real scary one was episode 10 i think i think you're right so i'm gonna i'm gonna check that and then episode 13 is mm. oh my heart we're having fun Kuro. That's you and i we have no idea episode you know Sex. you know that meme of that simpsons character i am in danger that's you two right now it's a hundred percent me right now yeah yeah uh might be. I think something kind of heavy happens in episode nine, but I'll rewatch. Yeah. I know what to expect. I have the buffer. I'll say this much: I mean, episode eight is still pretty. Stop! Stop! I don't want to know. Stop this! I don't want to know. You're ruining it for me. Don't don't tell me anything more. Say no more. Just All like right. Experiencing it ex episode by episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Yeah, right. Very, very good. Very good. I don't know. I don't even know where this is from. Okay. Pip, pip, pip. There we go. Yep, yep, yep. Cheerio. <laughs> That's enough Monty Python around here. Yeah, well, no, I got, it, I got that. it. I got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, Lum Ron Manyasha wrote in Love it so far, though I feel its reputation for being dark, disturbing was overblown. There have been intense scenes for sure, but I feel like it's another case of a series about cute young characters put through suffering whose edginess is overemphasized by fandom a la Madoka. You come back and talk to me in episode 13. I thought that they would have <laughs> yeah, seen it. I would it. say that if I didn't know what hadn't happened yet. I would thought that they would have seen this. That really surprises me that they haven't seen the series. Maybe they have. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It sounds know. like they haven't. Right, I would agree too. Although I agree with Kuro, I would have thought that they would have. That no, that's great. That's great because I'll, hmm. I'll reach out and then. We're I, not I, alone, Kuro. 
Listen. We aren't alone. It's nice. Listen. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear back cuz man my heart my heart was not ready. I was not so, ready. Like V-Lord, V-Lord, you know, he's he's as he says he's the the manga obsessed, so I would think I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll ask. I don't know <laughs> if V-Lord's are. read the manga. <laughs> really? I Maybe. would think he would have. I am messaging him right now. Yeah, oh, no. I was like, I'll text him. <laughs> yeah, we we'll have to see if perhaps there will be That's a new Vlog podcast though. about Made in Abyss. That's a great comment though, because I I I experienced something very similar as I was watching because you, when we when we first talked about this weeks ago, I was like like okay, I'm expecting hype, and then I'm watching it, I was like. I'm not seeing so much hype. I'm like, this is this is pretty, you know, like yeah, the fight was fucked up, but like I'm not I'm not overwhelmed yet. And so I can, I I was thinking, I wonder if the hype is more than what it is. But but I so so I get it. I get why they would say that. I'm in the same boat. Like I I know that we're not there yet, and I yeah. kind of assumed we weren't there yet. But if yeah. if I was to be told that yeah no that was it, I'd be like really that was it. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> mm. Understandable skepticism. But yeah, yes. I wonder. Oh no, I believe. I wonder, you, like, I guess the kind of hyping up that people are doing. Because could it be about one thing or the other? Because I think it's, for me at least, when I talk about it, it's twofold. There's two specific things that touch my emotions in ways that go in two different parts of the spectrum. Yeah. And I think people are more hyped because of the whiplash because of it. Because I don't think my reaction is necessarily different from a lot of other people who've experienced made in the abyss i think it's just the fact that the whiplash isn't it's like it's not a consistent type of oh my god it's very different yeah it is it's very different mm -hmm. well i get hyped easily i don't get surprised easily those are two different things i can get excited about something or get hyped about something but i it's not often that i'll be surprised or shocked like true shock or honestly surprise. carl i don't think you will no, I, I don't. I don't think you'll be surprised or shocked. Yeah, I think you'll just okay. be. I think you'll be more like. It's a very different feeling than. Yeah, I think you'll be on just that emotional roller coaster of like, yeah. oh my god, and then like drink your wine and start crying. Oh my god, <laughs> then drink your wine and start crying some more. Like I think it's more like that, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But, Could be uh, more. Make I no mistake, there will be suffering. Yes, I definitely. Both like, for you. And for the characters. Oh, dear. <laughs> I definitely, like, coughed. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Goodbye. I am sorry that I don't experience something like this with CJ, because, like, like that's... I, I feel like you would have a, a visceral reaction to things. I too. do. I... So, it's because of my environment that I've been in, because, like, I was in a lot of sports teams, uh, a lot of athletes from college... And so whenever something exciting or whether it be good or bad, you kind of just express it like right then and there. Yeah. Like uh, a great example is when we went to see a buddy's little brother play at their high school homecoming football game. And <laughs> the other team and we were sitting, you know, obviously, in the team section for the school that the little brother went to. And the other team uh, did a punt return for a touchdown and they like did a sweet little sidestep kind of juke. And all of us just went, whoa! And, like, the entire section kind of looked at us with the stink eye. That's so and, cute. And we're all just like... But it was oh, good sorry. play, though. It was... Yeah, no, we were kind of like... 
oh, Cute. oh, right, we're in the wrong place for that kind of thing. <laughs> they, the, our, the team that the little brother played for won, but it was just, we were all kind of like, oh, oh. So for me, when I experienced media that I really like, and I did this in sports too, you know, March Madness is around the corner. What do you think I did during college basketball playoff season where we're watching the tournament? All of a sudden you see a buzzer beater. Oh, you know, you're going crazy. Or um, all of a sudden, like, there was a, a gruesome injury, and I don't recommend looking this up. Uh, Kevin Ware for Louisville. And we saw it live, and we, like, cameras. That's like, oh. No, it was, like, I had a buddy who threw up. Uh, someone uh, rushed away before they could throw up. And then me, I was, like, holding it down of how, like, just gross. Because the camera was still, like, it didn't move away from the injury. Like, you still, you like, you saw it. And then after about a few seconds, then they just whip the camera away. And you're like, oh. It, oh it's a lot God. more fun having people react with you, I will say. Like, a reactionary yeah. stuff, it is a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I know V-Lord and Alien really wish they were with me as I was finishing Domestic Girlfriend. So they definitely, like, there's definitely that kind of appeal. And I think that, you know, Toonami's going to give that to people because, you know, I know the... Domestic Girlfriend? No, no, okay, no, no. I, was gonna say, I would never watch anything called Domestic Girlfriend ever. Oh, oh it's so trashy. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm never going to watch anything with that title. Are you An kidding me? epic trash fire. It yeah, is. My. It's like the car wreck that you just can't look away, and I love I, it so yeah, much. No, no. Um, no, I meant the, as you were mentioning, well, it's always fun to react with people. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Tsunami kind of gives us that. And I was just saying, I really know, because I agree that I think it is more enjoyable like that. And the most recent example for me is me experiencing the manga of that. Yeah. Not the anime, because, you know, those two are, you know, manga. I might read this manga. I might read this one. I'm not a big manga reader, but I might read oh, this Oh, I... I don't, oh, I don't know, but it is so just like soap opera trashy. No, not I, not domestic girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> no. okay. No, I'm say, never. Oh, I'm not. Please. You were. You will never. Those two words in one sentence was alone to turn me off completely for eternity. <laughs> I know. So you're way. saying there's a chance for handshakers. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. How about dress well, up, darling? Ooh, I would, yes. Yeah, I'm not interested in any of that stuff either. I'm just, but I've heard that name thrown about so much. Really thank good. Thank you, Laser. It's really, you really are, good. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, like I, I am shown this in is trash. We already DJ, I love you, but you, you and your trash. I can't handle it. I love <laughs> trash. I'm on the two sides of the bell curve. I love really pinnacle of stuff, and then I just love trash it's stuff. okay. That like. I like Sharknado, so, you know. <laughs> Listen, Sharknado is. Oscar worthy. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking. It really is. It really is. It should be. Listen, listen. So, uh, that's I believe all our talkbacks. Do we not have any more talkbacks? I don't think we do. Sadly, I, no. there's one other thing I wanted to mention. I felt like it was completely unnecessary to go back up to the surface with the kids. And what's his name? Habo. Yes. Yeah, no, like that was it. It feels like a waste of precious screen time. It was. I it wouldn't mind like it if it went somewhere, but it was more of, "Hey, they're here and they're worried." Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. It didn't. It didn't contribute anything. I, I, I completely agree that. with you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fine. It's not horrible. Um, and 
I'm happy to see those characters. I just wish they would have done something with it. Yeah, they didn't add anything to the narrative. And with 13 episodes, time is precious. We can't be we can't be wasting screen time on uh, zero development characters. Sorry. Well, this is based off of a manga, so it's it's not quite that simple. That's fair. <laughs> they they kind of had to pace it in a way that they would end it when they intended to. Yeah. But I I think it's it's fine. They they showed uh, the kids being like concerned. It's like, hey, Hobo, go go check on them. It, no, when he goes back, I'm talking about when he goes back. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it is nice to know that he. <laughs> though one would assume that he would be like, yeah, they're good. <laughs> but, eh. I don't know. It's a it's a fair criticism. This. I don't know if that's in the manga. Haven't read it. But I digress. It's it's been a fun ride so far. That the descent into pain is coming, <laughs> and I look forward to everyone's reactions. <laughs> the depths of our despair. Oh man. <laughs> oh, yes, your despair will be in the depths, I assure you. <laughs> I think I've been shamed. Oh, it wasn't that abysmal, CJ. Oh, no. It was like, I feel like, I feel like I shouldn't have never been told to read this, and now I'm just, I'm obsessed. <laughs> and now Alien is just like, oh my god, what have we done? I remember he was really into this when it came out now, now that I think about it. Like I'll have to I'll have to hit him up about my experience <laughs> watching it. <laughs> oh no no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm i I don't know what to think of he, he, he experiences things really strongly too. So like he either really likes something or doesn't like it. Like he makes it very clear, like it's a it's a yeah, it's a hard yes or hard no, like and that goes for indifference too. If he if he's indifferent about something, it falls in the no. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, nobody likes anything as lukewarm. My lukewarm shows are the shows I do my laundry to and play Sims to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, everyone needs some a little lukewarm something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a whole bunch of random lukewarm stuff I've watched just, you know, when you want to turn your brain off. Yeah, yeah, or have background noise while you're doing other things. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, if you wanted to watch something that was roughly five minutes that you could not turn your brain off for even a moment, <laughs> Cosmo Samurai. Oh, my gosh. The first episode was a lot of exposition. The second episode is also a lot of exposition. Yes, it was. In which they they dropped some bombs. They, they definitely dropped some bombs. Like, Surahime is a clone. The 87th clone of the same person. And uh, her memories are just electrical signals that are implanted into each cloned body. Which is apparently easier than bestowing consciousness to a robot. At least according to Hakase. Speaking of Hakase, he is actually the physicist that built Tom at some point 
and now he's residing inside of a cat. He, he, you know, he, he put his mind inside of the cat because cats have no concept of death. They have nine lives, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So this whole thing is turned into time travel shenanigans. We got Sarah being sent back in time after being caught up in the space-time hole that Jakku created using Tom's body. And she goes out to find the physicist, who is Hakase, and brings him to Cosmo Samurai. Because at this point, uh, Jakku has assassinated the Shogun, who is, by the way, Surahime's father, and has wiped out all of their army except for the, you know, the three of them. So now they can make clone bodies, but apparently that sure would have come in handy way before that. <laughs> and uh, this, this is the guy who developed Tom. He successfully developed an android that uses gravitational energy as a power source. Called it. <laughs> I don't know why Tom needs that, but it's I was wondering, neat. like, was that just his power source? And apparently, yes, I, I'm with you, though. Why? Now, despite the fact that Jakku has taken over Tom's body and killed her father, Tsuruhime doesn't actually blame Tom for this, though he feels a bit bad for it. And Hakase also feels somewhat responsible, seeing as he designed Tom's body. So we joined the fight. And uh, as we end this segment, Hakase poses the question, you know, if Sarah made sure that Tom survived up to this point, there surely was a reason for it. What happened to Sarah? <laughs> Actually, I think we saw a brief glimpse of her on the ground in pain. <laughs> she was calling out to Tom, but uh, he could not respond. And this apparently links back to the first Cosmo Samurai, where it's implied that because of these time travel shenanigans, the reason that Cosmo Samurai picked up Tom, that's the name of the group, by the way, picked up Tom, in the wreckage in space was because of these events. So it's all coming together in an awful lot of exposition, but some pretty interesting, not, not like really great animation, but it's stylized nice enough. So it's, it's not unpleasant to look at. It's totally different looking from the first season where it was really clean like a Saturday morning anime. This this one is definitely a lot more stylized and drawn quite a bit differently. Which gives it more character, I would say. At the very least. I think I I'm intrigued that. so far, but they, uh, they sure are throwing a lot at the audience in five minutes yeah i i got whiplash i need to see it again yeah i watched it a couple times on youtube because it goes by real fast that's smart i'm gonna do that after we finish this recording i'm gonna do that i, I didn't it. see the first one so i'm gonna have to see that uh you mean the the entire first cosmo samurai Yes, I'm watching the second, and I think it's cool. Huh. I really, and what I really like about it is the fact that it's just like the Toonami IP that they could easily make into a show, to, you know, funding wise and all that kind of thing. And I love it. I actually think it would be really cool, and I kind of <laughs> want it. 
I saw, but I don't remember it. And I think it's amazing that some people on our own staff have such a sharp memory of these immersion events because I cannot remember the storylines for some of these immersion events without going and looking them up. I think that's incredible. Like like a, a junior, like Caboose does, like remembers all of them. There are people, oh, Paul does too, remarkably enough, because he doesn't remember a lot, but he remembers our immersion events. <laughs> we love you, Paul. It's okay to make Don't funny. fire us. Always the uh, <laughs> important priorities. I dare you to fire me, Paul. <laughs> I think, he I think you're the one of us. You, you and Sketch are probably the safe people here. He dares. No, I I'm do. safe. I'm adorable. He can't, he can't get rid of I'm me. I'm not safe. Listen, <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> I am the trash now. It's fine. Well, it, it, I mean, that's kind of, you have to be able to, to, you know, talk about your boss behind his back. That's kind of how you do things in any organization. So oh. Sketch and I jokingly have like a thing where we were, were doing like the, the office place comedy uh, jest and, and, you know, what it would be like for us if we were, if we were like an animated office place comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was. So like, I want like we're, this made into like a we're, 26 we're at the convention covering the covering something and Tom and, and, and Paul is uh, Paul like, is like on the phone all the time being like okay we gotta figure out how to do this and you just see him stroking his cat and giving us instructions and then oh like God. there's me getting lost and there's there's Where sketch like everything wrong happening to I need this animated now <laughs> this needs yeah. to be a thing. It was just so funny. It's just so like encompassing of our like, their personalities and all the things that happen in our adventures, adventures of the Toonami Faithful. <laughs> and then I show up as Angie. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all like concerned that CJ doesn't drink water or eat. Yeah. Well, oh, that's just reality. <laughs> all you have to do is go to a convention and you hey, have to be worried about hey, that. I'm not going to be going to a convention this year, so I get to eat this year. Hooray! God, I don't remember what conventions are like. It's been so long. Damn you, COVID. <sighs> Yeah, hasn't been that long. I don't even remember what it's like to be around a lot of people anymore. Like I a lot, a lot of people. I went to anime before COVID. It's uncomfortable, and, uh, Kuro. That's what it, it is. It is. I never minded before, was... but I mind now. Exactly. <laughs> LineCon was was an experience that I uh, I would not repeat without uh, press badge this time. <laughs> so uh. so so the the Cosmo Samurai. Yeah, you said you mentioned the exposition. I was gonna say like, like I I expected more. I I guess the next the next two episodes will have a lot more action. I guess so. We did get uh, there was a battle in this episode, and it it was fine. It you know it was pretty short, but it was interesting enough to look at. But yeah, I would figure that. Uh, They'll they'll have to ratchet up the action a bit more at this point. But I, I don't even know what they're. First of all, we don't know for sure that this is only four segments. Uh, it almost would have to be longer because we've barely set anything up. Yeah, it. Even with that five minute second episode, it it it, it it's just been all set up so far. So. You really can't figure that they'll be able to do much in just two more, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> That's a hell of a setup, though. The time travel and then, you know, incarnate, re-cloning uh, re and all this. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That's, uh, 
That's it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to be sure. Like I do uh, appreciate the. Uh... Well, I mean, first of all, this is non-canon. <laughs> I was going to ask that next. Like, how canon is this with? Tom it's supposedly Adele? non-canon. Cosmos okay. Samurai is kind of connected to itself and nothing else. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I don't know if in Toonami canon Tom was designed by Hakase, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean that no, would actually fit necessarily... in the face of the Forge a little bit. Yeah. So... I mean, even in all of the previous lore Toonami stuff, it's never really been shown who made Tom. Only that there are facilities that make Toms. That's true. So, eh. <laughs> who knows? Oh. It, it it could or could and like parallel worlds. What there, I there really like about uh, the first Cosmos Samurai, and so far this one too, it may be non canon, but it still tells us a lot about the you know the personalities of Tom and Sarah in ways that we might not have otherwise had. Like the fact that Tom is that devoted to Sarah without all of that baggage says a lot about their connection. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just like it. I think it looks oh, it's really fun. nice. It's also just I, fun. Honestly, the animation is really like, I don't know. I just, I really like it. I really yeah, do. Me too. I'm enjoying seeing Tom, uh, Tom uh, 3, <laughs> 3.0 style with the, with this animation. It's like, oh, that's nostalgic for me. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's missing the guns sketch. I mean, uh, he just yeah. missed if you shot anything, so it's fine. No, 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 no. I, I, hey, I, I, in Cosmo I'm, Samurai One, he did get off some shots. This is true. I meant the like the pythons. Ah, ah yes. He is I a bit scrawnier than than he should be for Tom 3.0 or Tom Tom uh, 3.5 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I I appreciate the nostalgia of that which I imagine is what they were going for. But this this is definitely a way more stylized, visually appealing presentation than the first one, which was pretty sterile, all things considered. Not in a bad way, but it just kind of looked generic. But this one, well, there's a lot more character to it. And also in just the in the like the camera work of of these scenes like there's there's more interesting angles to what's going on as opposed to a really more flat not particularly dynamic look in the in the first one so i like these i like these changes whether or not the story is any good we'll see <laughs> it's certainly trying to be ambitious for better or worse yeah, I nothing to add. You covered it all. All right. I think that's uh I think that's a podcast. I think so. Pod- okay. I'm sorry, my, my brain has just been broken. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't late. focus right now. No, no, no. It's it's not it's not that. Oh CJ's God. off in a whole other world right now. I, I'm a mess. Space is the place for CJ. Space is the place. I will get me on Outlaw Star. That's where I'm going right now. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, take me with you. 
No, no, it's the ship that blew up. Oh. <laughs> Not oh. that. Don't go on that one, please. Oh. Oh god. I, no, I don't that's, know. I've I've been I've been I've been You're a going... for about a, y- a year and a half now, so <laughs> going down with the ship with hot eyes, Hilda. Yeah. I get it feels that way. Hot eyes, Hilda. I should have called her hot ass, Hilda. Listen, Sketch, please. My mind's already going there. Take this metaphor as far as we can take it. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, He needs to to take a sabbatical to the Hot Springs planet. (laughs) Hell yeah. I would love that. That that you can do on your own. (laughs) You're damn right I'm doing that by myself. There will be no Toonami Faithful Hot Springs episode. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. We already had two of them. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no, it's filled with jelly jiggler. I don't need more. <laughs> Come on in, guys. The water is fine. Oh my god. <laughs> jelly jiggler, you're turning the water into gelatin. That's why it's fine. It's nice and firm. Uh, diving Not into that time. Be a, would be a weird sensation. That would be the Tsunami Faithful podcast lore that no one asked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. No, it's like I said, I'm a mess. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast and on Twitter at tsunami podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and Amazon. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, there are various ways to do that such as purchasing fine products from Right Stuff. If you go to TanamiFable.com and click on our Right Stuff link, then uh, anything you buy on there, we get a little something something. Or you could do this more directly by becoming one of our Patreons at patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. You can get the Toonami Faithful Pass and get exclusives, such as the extended interviews that CJ did for his documentary. Tell us about those, CJ. Oh, CJ's yeah. dead. Yeah. No. He's um, like, yeah, Jelly Jiggler killed him. That did happen. It feels so long ago, too, man. It, we're getting close. It's, we already, we already it, had, we already hit a year. Like, oh my yeah. god, that's so insane to me. Um, there's still two more I need to do. I haven't had time because I've literally been working like every day. <laughs> this is like one of those few times where I've actually had normal off days. Uh, when COVID, when when Carl said COVID sucks, oh boy, it has not been kind. Um, but, uh, there's still 10 of them up. Uh, they're really, really fun. I really enjoy like always listening back, especially when I'm editing them to, to put them up. Like there's just, there's so many good, like they were all fantastic. I loved it. Um, and it's just looking back on the project is just really crazy. So, um, if you want to see more stuff like that, uh, maybe I won't make it as long, <laughs> Um, but, uh, definitely feel free to go and support if you can, uh, even just listening and just watching the documentary is enough even as well. 
So it was a labor of love. Um, I wanted to do something for the Toonami community before either I lose interest or Toonami goes away. So I'm really, really glad that I was able to to put something out like that. It was and a dream come true. Yeah, no, you guys really liked it too, which is nice. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. I, I, it's weird. I don't really do these things for the praise or nothing. So it's just really weird hearing it. And like, it's good. I just, it's so different from what I expect. Like, it's the same thing of when we did a podcast episode and Kuro and Sketch were on it, where I was being interviewed by them with Jen about the project because we were kind of this the two minds that made it happen. It's just, it's so weird. Like who wants to talk to me? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I think, I think what makes it such a good project is it brings together the VAs and artists and the tsunami fans. It brings those experiences together in a way that um, we haven't done. Cause there's always that veil, you know, even on Twitter when they're engaging, but this, this brings them together in a nice cohesive way and I, I, you know, I, I think that that's what kind of makes it special because they are, they talk about being fans and then there's a lot of relatability and experiences that, that are good and, and a part of all that. So that yeah. that's, I, I, I felt like that was part of the major appeal of the documentary. And if you haven't seen it yet, you know, and you have a, a free afternoon, Free ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's long. It's long, but like, like, think of it as like watching a movie, you know. And and it's it's a good one. It, mm-hmm. it is a documentary. It is a movie. Yeah. As uh, as Jen said, I thought this would be ten minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty uh, great. She's pretty great. Very. Um. But yeah, definitely. You know, if you feel like supporting us, we can do more stuff like that. Um. I have another idea that hopefully I'll be able to do. If, I feel more comfortable traveling along those lines. We'll we'll see if we can make it work. I'm hoping to. So um, definitely, definitely check that stuff out. Uh, and hopefully, you know, feel free to give us suggestions of more content you would be interested in, whether it be interviews, video projects, written projects, uh, spoken project. I don't know. Whatever the kids do these days, right? We have such uh, a we have such a hugely talented group of people with a variety of skills. So yeah, so definitely, definitely. So, but definitely check that stuff out. Um, it's as Sketch said, it was the first time Crunchyroll even acknowledged our existence. So we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was. So that was interesting. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I really have to say. So support us if you like us, and even just by listening, that counts as supporting us, and we greatly appreciate it. I know I do. Um, so please do that. All right, uh, Laser, tell them where they can find you. Oh well, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime, uh, and you can find me often guessing on. Uh, several of uh, V-Lord's podcasts, the Demon Slayer podcast, and the Dumb Weaves podcast. And Kuro, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Happy Crow Kitty. Um, and also, uh, I I recently published an editorial where several staff members participated talking about black artists in anime, specifically Toonami contributions, but, but beyond that. And it was a is a project that meant a lot to me. It's just it's not a big deal in terms of like content, not even close to to, to 
the labor that CJ did, but it is important and and diversity is important and having voices heard is important. And I really hope if you haven't read the article yet to read it. And I would really love to hear if you have uh, thoughts or ideas about, you know, people you think you would like to mention, because it shouldn't just be in February where we talk about these people. It should be all year round. So please feel free to respond with your favorite favorite characters, favorite voice actors, favorite artists, creators that you feel like you would want to see included if you'd been able to talk about them. But what really makes this piece special to me is that it has six different voices talking about um, black artists. And so I think that makes it unique as far as Toonami Faithful Editorials goes. So if you get a chance, it's on the website. It's posted on our Twitter accounts. Really appreciate your support. Thanks. Okay. And CJ, tell them where they can find you. I also like to make note that Curl's internet hasn't dropped once. I'm very, very pleased that this has been a case. <laughs> baby baby steps that we need to um you know, treasure for these types of moments. And sketch where they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh you could you could find me at CJ Maffris on Twitter. Uh, I am still helping out in the socials department. Uh, hopefully I can be a little less hands-on with that relatively soon. Might have some good news on that front a little later. And um, I haven't really been able to write. Uh, there's a there's something, there's a couple of things I do want to. It's just going to take a bit of, bit of time, <laughs> uh, which I don't have. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually, as, uh, as I say, because I know... There's at least one person in this call who is very, very interested whenever I write something, which is good. So hopefully I can continue the trend on that and I'll get back to you on that. Other than that, um, I don't know if I'm going to, depending on whether live events are in person or if they're still being online. But I might actually compete in Pokemon tournaments that... Yeah. Okay. Um, that <laughs> might. Well, it de- it depends. Listen, when I heard that if you do really well, you get to travel around the world for free. It's like, eh, that's not a bad idea. Um, but I might give my hand to that. So you might see me doing stuff like that, depending on if it's working out or not. Uh, I watch that. <laughs> right. And, you know, hopefully it works out. But I probably won't only because, like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> So I might just kind of like sleep more than anything, but uh, <laughs> you might see something along those lines in the future, depending on how serious I do get into it. Um, and that seems really it. Other than that, I've just been working <laughs> more than anything. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it's absolutely sad. So uh, I'll try to get back to a more, I don't know, balanced, I think is the right word for it. Um, with you know my socials as well as you know promoting Tommy faithful stuff uh and hopefully get more uh stuff from the two actually three sketch you can write two Ooh, actually i had a prompt idea for sketch i have to god i can't remember what i should have wrote it down i'm so sad anyway uh, hopefully i can work on more editing editorials for the three that i have in this call right now so i sadly don't have much to to offer everyone which you know it happens not not the worst thing in the world so and uh, a sketch where can they find you 
Hey, buddy. It was just nice to have you on a podcast. I know it's been it's been quite some time. I didn't realize. I we missed I was, you. I was, be, I was about to be like, wait, you guys had me like two weeks ago, and the sketch was like, it would have been like, uh, was it January? Actually, I think it was January. More like two months ago. Yeah. Holy shit! It's <laughs> March. I know. It yeah. is March. March is. Come in like a lion again. Yeah, beat me hey, to that's it. That's a good show. That's a good show. It's a good show. But where can they find you, Sketch? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And uh, you can find Sir Not Appearing on this podcast at, at Paul Pasquillo. <laughs> so. That that's a podcast, and I want to thank you all for listening uh, to uh, every episode that you do listen to. We always appreciate your listenership, and uh, always feel free to share our podcast with uh, those who you like, and perhaps those who the, that you don't. <laughs> share them with everyone, <laughs> because hey, we could use some more listeners. <laughs> Hey, if you don't like him, tell him to watch Made in Abyss, apparently. <laughs> no, you you should only make people watch Made in Abyss if you like them, but also want to watch them suffer. Because ah. <laughs> we only hurt the ones we love, as you know. As, as Kuro <laughs> said, her sister. This is true. <laughs> we we, we uh, like to share have shared suffering. Shared suffering is cared suffering in, yes. in this household. Yes! Yes. <laughs> so until next time, we're punching out. <laughs> <laughs>